0: To Innocence Lost Today is Monday, July 26th A sunny day in Brooklyn A hot day in Brooklyn Um, And today's episode features Hector Rojas um, The earliest friend I still talk to today Um, Massive White Sox fan Massive 90s hip-hop head um, And we have a lovely conversation That I'm excited for you to hear Um, As far as me It's been... A month or so since I've caught up with you all, um, and things recently haven't been amazing. I started this podcast with the goal and intention of being candid with the audience, similar to um, WTF with Mark Maron. Um, I've basically just ripped off the premise <laughs> where he does a long interview um, and starts off every show, kind of just riffing and monologuing about how his life is going. Um, and I think last time was super positive. I talked about doing production assistant work and meeting Stephen Colbert and Judd Apatow, and it really really seemed like things were going amazing in life. Um, but kind of ever since then, things have been pretty stagnant. I would say the honeymoon phase of being in New York um, has worn off, and some of the problems with mental health um, I've dealt with the past couple years um, have come back strong. And there's been some dark days recently, and I'm working hard to get out of this pit. A few weeks ago, my therapist told me that she was going on maternity leave. Um, Didn't give me much of a warning about that, which was a little annoying. Um, And I've been working to try and find a new one. I saw some guy last week who was horrible. And I left the session feeling worse than I went into it, which is never good. Um, He kept going on and on about how confidence is everything. And how if I have more confidence, I'll be happier. Um, and he went on this long tangent about this friend he has who is 300 pounds and he told me that this friend picks up more chicks than anyone he knows and he told me just to be like that guy and smile. Um, So that was my biggest takeaway from the session and that just didn't work. It didn't make me feel good. Um, So back to the drawing board on that. I've been worried about money New York is incredibly expensive um, and the work I'm doing isn't always super consistent so it's a whole job in itself to financial plan all the time um, to make sure I'm staying afloat and that is getting really, really old um, and I really just want to have a job that (laughs) pays me a salary and gives me benefits um, so I'm hoping... That happens soon, and I think that'll make me feel better. I've been missing the homies recently. Um, It was nice being in Chicago and feeling similar to how I'm feeling now and just being able to hit up our group chat and hang out with someone. Um, But I just don't have as strong of a network um, here at the moment, um, which (laughs) was inevitable, and I knew it was going to happen and just have to work harder on making friends, I guess. So all in all, just unhappy recently, and I've been trying to do things that make me happy, um, and it just hasn't really been working. Uh, So it's just one of those times in my life, and I thought it was important to start off the show, bring that up, Um, like I said at the top, it's kind of the point of this thing, is to be therapy for me. Um, and I don't have a good therapist at the moment, so innocence lost is it. Um, but it was nice waking up this morning and having some coffee and watering my plants and and putting the final touches on this episode with Hector Rojas.
1: Um,
0: my friends and family are what keep me going, and I love you all. I really appreciate all the support. From this thing I'm gonna keep doing it um, and I hope you enjoy this conversation Rojas really gets me at the end with an April Fool's joke. Uh so listen for that. Yo Enjoy microphone
1: it. check one, two. What is this? For the five foot assassin with the rough neck business. I float like
0: gravity, never had a cavity, got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat
1: our sending yoga to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game, cause I always do the same. Styles upon stars upon stars is what I have. You wanna just fight for
0: We met a long time I ago. No uh back when we were in oh, really elementary young. school elementary school <laughs> anderson elementary school dude the best or did you always live at your house um in south elgin or for the majority of my life for the first
2: four years i lived in elgin illinois mm-hmm. um but then when i was like transitioning from kindergarten to first grade he moved to anderson so pretty much no, i'm just gonna say i lived in south elgin my whole life like mm-hmm. two years of her i didn't have like maybe not even two years like a year of memories at my old house, and then rest of my life
0: is in this house now, so. Right, and your house is, um, it's cool, there's like hella land, um, and like, is is it called kind of like a ranch style, is that like the vibe?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Yeah, good amount of land, some animals, um, yeah, it was, it was always fun driving up the driveway <laughs> to pick you up when i was younger not, not, um. not so many animals there anymore <laughs> Yeah, horse barn now right uh so a good amount of horses though
2: you know every time it's time it's all it fluctuates because my dad rents out stables to other people that he knows and about two of them have horses that he owns one is like his prized horse the other one is just my sister's <laughs> horse <laughs> feature horse
0: uh who's no. the prized horse i've never heard about this before this is dope.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So his name's Macario. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a word in Spanish. It's like a gentleman, but like a badass gentleman. You know, like that's mm-hmm. my horrible interpretation of a word. That's just difficult to translate. But um, right. Yeah, he's one. He does like a lot of. You know, I guess he's been in competitions, or he does like these sort of dances to predominantly uh-huh. spanish music because my dad's all about that so yeah he's one he has like hella ribbons just like hanging like just for like i guess the flex and there's a point where he was worth like man i don't know if i want to say it but a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> but uh he's older now so value is a little bit low a little bit um gotcha. lower than it was back and then in his prime. and then
0: jimena's, jimena's horse.
2: Don't know too much about that horse name's Star. Mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention to it. That's nice. her deal. Like he's pretty much, she's gonna be a horse girl pretty much growing up. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean there are uh, there are worse hobbies to have for sure. So it's like a lot of fun. Well, <laughs> I know it's uh it's right by that uh like Wayne Wayne is like a fucking crazy yep. horse area. So I imagine that's where like the competitions are and stuff for so some of the
2: competitions happen at the king county fairgrounds gotcha uh my dad also travel uh uh, his the guy who trained the horse is out in sycamore Mm -hmm. and so i would go there all the time like right next to like that racetrack i think you're familiar with it yeah sycamore literally literally minutes away from that speedway is where the barn that the horse is trained in is
0: located nice dude so my uh speaking of sycamore this is a good segue my dad just like got a house in sycamore um he like i don't know if you knew but he is getting married to heidi yes uh, who's this girl he met um yeah and they just like signed at this like nice ass house in sycamore um and he was texting me about it this week it's pretty cool i'm glad to hear that yeah, really glad to hear that. Really happy he, for him. Yeah, so he's uh yeah. They're moving. He's moving out, or I think he just did of that like blue house by the rocket ship. Yeah. that we would hang out at.
2: Yeah, that was definitely a temporary place. I felt like.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> so so yeah, uh, that just reminded me of it. Um,
2: yeah, off topic, but I think we're both wearing some White Sox gear
0: right now. It's opening day. <laughs> it is opening day. Uh, Heck yeah! <laughs> they're playing on the West Coast, which is kind of ass, um, especially for me. Oh uh, yeah, Coast. you got a 10 p.m. first pitch, don't you? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: so I'll be almost asleep by the time first pitch comes. But Stalin just got home with a bunch of Miller High Life uh, in honor of guys our. You went to New York
2: City and you're drinking Miller High Life. <laughs> he tried.
0: <laughs> he kidding. tried to get. He tried to get Goose Island, but they didn't have any, so he got. Um, uh, High life in honor of the our tailgate. The tailgate, it. Oh,
1: I love. <laughs> best moments
2: of my life, right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I was gonna ask you something. I like was thinking about bringing up. Um, we've shared a good amount of sports memories together. Um, yeah. Do, can you can you recall like a favorite game? So the one that I will always
2: be so. I don't know what the right word is, prideful about being at, was it a 2013, I want to say, 2012, 2013 NBA season.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. One of the
2: years the Miami Heat won the NBA Finals, and they went on that crazy winning streak, 27 games it was. Yeah. And so it's spring, it's our high school spring break, and I pitched the idea to my dad, like, hey, let's go see LeBron. Like, mm-hmm. We have to, and like, he's in his prime right now. And so my dad, just him and I, he's like, yeah, let's go. So, you know, tickets for that game were insanely high priced, but we paid about $300 for two tickets to the Upper Decks, because mm-hmm. where all the passionate fans are. So we're, we're up there yeah. with some goons. <laughs> so 27-game winning streak, this Miami Heat team, they're looking to beat that Lakers, I think Kareem's Abdul-Jabbar's record. And the Bulls are they're down Derrick Rose, they're down Joakim Noah. Scrappy team, Nate Robinson's like their point guard. Guy's like five eight. <laughs> but he's a good player. And at the United Center they end that winning streak, and that was just one of the most electric games I've ever been to. It's the only NBA game I've ever been to. But man, that's it felt like I was in the NBA Finals there. It was just crazy. They <laughs> why That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I remember I remember that now that now that you say it. That was, you were hyped it's about a free that it's for free, a long time yeah
2: i was i kept the ticket yeah. for the longest time i don't know where it went but
0: <laughs> you telling me that story had me thinking of mine um and i think if i thought about it a little more my my answer might be different maybe i don't know but i'm thinking about the paul canerco game um the, you his, heard that one yeah. yeah his last game um i remember just like being really hyped about it <laughs> for like a while before it happened um
2: I um, remember is he went like old for three that game <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even get a hit. He was yeah,
0: washed. Um, but yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool moment. And I forget, I I, I know for sure you were there, and I, it was Anthony there, too, or Stellan? Polenski, I don't remember. Was there. was there, and
2: uh-huh. um, I want to say your cousin. Oh, okay. The
0: city. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and, and then so I think St- I think Stalin might have been there with his family. Because I remember they had like picture. <laughs> we like rendezvoused with them for a moment. I remember yeah. I
2: lied to my mom to go to that game because she didn't want me going to the city uh-huh. that day because it was like a Sunday. School the next day. Uh-huh. I remember I told her like I forget where I think I told her I went to go frisbee golf, <laughs> and then that we were going to go like just hang around St. Charles afterwards. Yeah. But I actually was in the middle of Chicago, <laughs> so that was like. Yeah, I totally lied. I want to go to that game. No regrets,
0: though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the White Sox. So yeah, we've been we've been fans for uh, for a long time. Um, it's yes. kind of been it's kind of been another part of our bond. I would say Just bonding over the White Sox. We've gone to a lot of games um, and suffered a lot, a lot of pain. Um, <laughs> Man, to me, suck. to me, the most some of the most painful was when they. Uh, when they blew it when we were in high school, I think we were like, I think it was like freshman year maybe. And then they blew it. They were like up like four games with like a week to play and they like lost out. Oh, <laughs> that was so bad. Cause that team was like, it really was like an
2: okay team. Not that
0: good, uh-huh. but
2: it was an underdog team. And yeah. It was like Oh, I like <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so this year we have, we have big hopes for sure. Um, the Eloy the Eloy injury sucks. For sure. Man, I was pretty mad. <laughs> I was pretty freaking mad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he could I mean, yeah. He could have led the league in homers. That's like, like no that's problem. A 40 home run
2: potential guy, just out for the year. Like, what the heck, man?
0: Yeah. I think for just, uh for just some heavy we'll okay, though I that's, think we we'll will okay. too. I think the uh I think the Eaton acquisition will help. And then once, uh, I think what's-his-name's Hurt, the other... Adam Angle. Adam Angle. I think he's Hurt right now, but it's not as bad. He's Hurt. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, I don't know. I don't want to count my chickens before the hatch, but if they get to the A- the ALCS... I think.
2: Oh, I'm all in World <laughs> Series. I I, post, I don't know if you saw my Snap story today, but it yeah. was me saying, opening day, White Sox World Series, Brown, hashtag FTC. You know what that means?
0: What? Fuck the Cubs. Fuck the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Just, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping, man. I'm, I'm planning. I got on that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the MLB TV shit because, yeah, I, oh. I hopped on that. And it's nice for the uh the outer market for sure. So right. I won't think exactly. that's anything. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah.
1: Time and money for girls coming with money. Till I aspire to be as cunning Bill a rock and roll a B-size D out of the corner deluxe. Why don't you waste? up? my mind's kinda blowing like an oil. protect Projector, and you get up and you get the jimmy. Protect her, went to serve it, work, it exploded. She woke up in the morning and her face was coated. What are you studying? The man on the mind. But do what you like.
0: Cool. so baseball um we talked about horses as well <laughs> i brought up horse. I, I brought up horses because i think we were just kind of starting to talk about where you grew up oh uh, yeah yeah you, yeah you grew up in um in elgin and then south elgin for the most of your life and then you went to and then we met at um anderson <laughs> yeah
2: yeah um, i don't even remember our mascot it was what that fox
0: yeah the anderson fox yeah yeah and we we would go to with the Woods like every like month (laughs)
2: yeah that was like our that was like a highlight going (laughs) to those woods
0: other than that don't remember anything Uh, elementary school was far too long ago at this point Um, it it was (laughs) happiness because we were so naive to the world yes yeah (laughs) I brought up a story um, Liam and I were talking about our our favorite albums <clears throat> and er i think we were talking about our favorite albums and then like the first albums we bought um and i told the story about how i bought my first album at mini economy <laughs> in fifth grade and you're like one of the only people that would know that reference <laughs> Mini Economy. <laughs> yeah Mini um, economy was dope <laughs> so so yeah we went to the same elementary school but then i would say our our bond formed when we were in middle school because we both we both kind of got fucked by the the school boundaries. the school boundaries, yeah.
2: <laughs> all our friends went to one middle school and then you and I went to the other.
0: Yeah. So, I think that um that was just a natural kind of thing to happen. Um and then we started hanging out and then then we met all the other boys in middle school. Do you have any like early memories of the formation of the squad or um i yeah. don't know yeah so
2: i vividly remember that sixth grade we didn't hang out with the middle it wasn't until seventh grade when you mm-hmm. and i finally kind of found our niche at Redling middle school yeah um the first one i talked to was you and we played a game of zombies like after school
0: uh-huh
2: and then i i never played zombies i Just played multiplayer, so you guys Mm. were like telling me to get jug, and I didn't remember. (laughs) I didn't even know what jug was. I was like, "What are jugs?" I'm like, "I thought you guys were talking about titties or something." I'm like, "What (laughs) What are you guys talking about?" And they're like, "No." Then you show me, and then like I don't know. Even though it's just over voice, I knew Yudesh was a cool guy. Yeah, you know, hanging around with him. So then naturally, just met Yudesh in person. Then he's around the other boys like Paris Marco um mitt at that point in time <laughs> and then just naturally formed yeah and then eighth like eighth grade is like when it fully blossomed and like i don't know there's like joe and then there's you know ferran sort of hanging around and then it was like it was a good good group man rogman was in yeah there. so
0: definitely xbox was like a big thing that's what liam said to like what he remembered well i think yeah the thing
2: with that is just you know we couldn't drive and we all <laughs> lived in like different neighborhoods so you know just the technology that was available to us at that time we were able to take advantage of that to keep in daily
0: contact which
2: man mm-hmm. pretty cool. yeah probably played too many video games as a result but <laughs> it was yeah
0: i was um i was talking with someone about like what would happen if we were we were our same selves but like covid happened when we were in like middle school <laughs> like our gaming would have been like fucking insane like it was already pretty fucking insane but i think if we like literally couldn't leave the house to like play sports or froth, we would have just game 24/7 <laughs> really
2: i really i really can't say for sure what we would have done but i'm not gonna say that wouldn't have happened
0: <laughs> nice so then high school happens um any any fond memories of high school uh uh, i actually hated high school i don't like to think about it (laughs) me
2: too kind of yeah (laughs) yeah it just was not i just don't have many positive i just kind of got through it you know something i had to do yeah i did it did some things in between And then I moved on to college, like, you know?
0: Yeah. And you chose K-State for what reason? Well, as we mentioned before, I kind of grew up with that animal
2: background. Mm -hmm. So, you know, me, I'm just like, oh, there's veterinary science. That's something I really want to get into. Um, So I looked at schools, and I was pretty selective with it. I was really only looking at schools that had a vet school on their campus, and there's actually not a lot. Just like the big ten schools and big twelve schools and few as like other schools, but for the most part there's like around thirty ish schools that have a vet school. It's a very, very small amount. Which is why it's so competitive to get in. K State was not my first choice. University of Illinois for sure was. Like that was pretty I was pretty much like since sophomore year of high school, I was like, That's where I'm gonna go to college. Then you become a little bit older and you realize, oh man, you gotta you got to pay to go to college. <laughs> and so you know it's just Illinois and you you know you got the estimated cost of in like attending that school. I know you did I did and it was just like well that's a lot of money. And so Kansas State was a school I researched because I don't know what it was Maybe it was because it was purple and that stood out. I think it's because I saw them in like the March Madness tournament or whatever. But uh, I also knew they had a vet school. I also knew it was a good school. There were a lot of alums that I actually met in our area that went to that vet school. So I talked to them about it. And then applied. I got in, compared costs of attendance for those schools. And just, you know, just looked at things to do there. And it just looked like it was, I don't know, dude, it just spoke to me. I was like, I have to go yeah. visit this school. So I remember, like, we drove 10 hours just to go visit the school. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of fell in love with it the moment I uh, got there. So, yeah, pretty much all of senior year, I was like, yeah, I'm going to K-State. And everyone's like, what? Why are you going there? <laughs> I guess just the program stood out to me. The distance yeah. stood out to me because I got to get away from everything, start a whole new, fresh person. and
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm excited to talk more about it, but I want to take a quick sidebar and talk about animals. Um, Would you say, was there like an age where you kind of realized that (laughs) you really fucked with animals? Or do you think it was just always kind of ingrained in you from your parents?
2: Probably around like fourth grade is when I was like, hey, I'm pretty pretty good at this. You know, (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. I kind of like this a lot. Um, i always was really really into science and as a little kid paleontology which is basically the study of yeah i want to say like fossils and stuff dinosaurs and all that for just so i could just to be simple with it mm. that was i was like always like oh it's awesome you know but then like i don't know you know they're dead can't really dabble much in that besides illustrations and film mm-hmm. so animals were alive they were there you can interact with them and so, that still involves a lot of science. So I just yeah, that was
0: kind of my kind of my thing
2: growing up. Ever since and you I was knew in grade. and
0: you knew right away in college that you were gonna study that, correct?
2: A lot earlier than that. I want to say right before middle school and I was like, yeah, that's
0: what I wanna do. Wow, that's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're and you're still studying it today. So that's like a big, obviously a big yep. passion that you're super good at. So. That's that's awesome.
2: Yep, just stuck with it. Kind of just a focus. At mm-hmm. first, I wanted to be like a practicing veterinarian. As I got older. I was like, that's kind of not what I want to do. So mm-hmm. now I'm focusing more on the research side of veterinary medicine.
0: Right, right. And how's uh, how's the schooling going right now, dude?
2: I I, I feel burnt out for sure, mm-hmm. and it's especially increase seeing you guys graduate move on to the next part of your lives and i'm just still (laughs) in school um and it's graduate school to me is more like a job than it is school for sure i think a lot of people will tell you that because you know school is undergrad is just you go go to your classes they teach you some shit you remember that Uh shit and then you regurgitate that shit. And there's just so many classes you take that it's just, you're doing, you don't have time to really focus on, like, the specifics. You just got to learn it. Because if right. you fall behind, you're going to get left behind. Graduate school, you take less classes. So I take two classes a semester. So you go really into depth. on them. like, you really hammer it hard. And um, also, I'm a graduate research assistant. So I have multiple research projects that I work on throughout my study Um, that's helping fund my education and also get paid like a bi-weekly stipend every month. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's pretty much my job.
0: So so it's a, so it's a job. Yeah. You're, you're working at it from nine to five. And then, and then I imagine you still have homework too or not as much.
2: So that's the thing about grad school is that you got the nine to five grind and it's different for everyone. Of course, there's sometimes where I have to work after hours, but the nine to five mm-hmm. grind, if you're focused enough and disciplined enough, that's all you really need to do for the day. So yeah. I find that I have more free time now than I did as an undergrad, believe it or not.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is free time in, in Manhattan usually equate to?
2: So, I I like to say that right now I have, like, the three G's going on in my life. So, I have grad school, gym, and girlfriend. That's the three G's going on in my life right now. Kind of have to split between the three of those.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As long as you're doing all three and as long as they're all working, then synergy and uh yeah so i also hang around with some of the a lot of my guys all
2: my friends graduated already but the fraternity's still around so i hang around with those guys yeah
0: nice that's kind of what i was gonna ask about next so i when i when i think about you i think of someone who um so you, you just said like you went on that you went really far from school to start a new chapter of your life and a new journey um and i look at you as someone who really i don't know i just admire it a lot it seems like you went to school and you really grew up um and you really like found your people and you seem more comfortable in your skin um and i i feel like i I attribute a good amount of that to the fraternity you joined um if you want to talk some about that Mm, yeah
2: so building off what you said yeah, I do. I do. I do think that's true. Um, mm-hmm. Coming to Kansas State really allowed me to become the person I feel like I was supposed to be,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's also why I just wanted to get out of Illinois, go far away. Like yeah. I said, I was, like high school I was like kind of felt like I couldn't be myself. The fraternity was not exactly the only thing that allowed mm-hmm. me to kind of blossom. Right. I didn't actually become affiliated with that fraternity until like the end of my sophomore year of college so there were two years where i wasn't greek gotcha um it was really just me pushing myself to like do new things get out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. do things like public speaking talking to professors going to like career fair events all things that terrified me as an 18 year old going to a new state where I didn't know a single person at all when I moved to Kansas for college. Like mm-hmm. some people would be like, Yeah, my uncle lives there and no, I no one bro, no one. Yeah, it's zero it's fucking people scary. No single person. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, also living in the dorms. Uh, you got all different types of people from all around the world living in one single building. And so I made an effort to just talk to different people, learn their backgrounds um understand them before i want them to understand me because i want to know who they are so i can kind of get closer more intimate with them Mm -hmm. and then there's the fraternity (laughs) you you did sit with them at my graduation i remember and they came (laughs) in deep they rolled in deep (laughs) um so actually i still have my fraternity stuff hanging right here on this wall Mm -hmm. it's like my jacket and like a paddle and like trinity's name is omega delta phi and at this point in my life so i'm considered a founder for the chapter here at the university mm-hmm. so i was mm-hmm. one of the nine people that brought it here to kansas state uh, it's a latino founded organization although it is a multicultural one so anyone from mm-hmm. any background can join our model is one culture any race so we really don't care what you look like or where you came from or, you know, what you like, those kinds of things. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. as long as you're committed, we'll take you in. And it's really for, it was like one of the best decisions I made. It was the yeah. best impulsive decision I think I made in college because Lord knows yeah. I made a lot in college. But there, I really didn't want to join it. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um one of my uh good friends well he wasn't even a good friend at the time so he's my line brother line brother being someone that you pledged with in the same semester and so we had the same major so I talked to him and he kind of just threw me in a group chat without really my permission um as one of the group of people interested in founding the organization and then he keeps in contact with me and I keep showing up to like hang out, because he's a cool guy, I want to hang out with this guy, and the other guys that mm-hmm. were also, I also pledged with were there, so they, you know, it's like 15 minutes before the deadline, I send out my transcript, my information, my bio, all that, in order to be considered a part, considered someone that can pledge in that founding group, and I submitted out 15 minutes before the deadline, and, you know, the rest is history, so... There's, I could talk about this for hours. I don't know if I want to take the whole...
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'll just say that, like, I don't know. I um, I have an interesting, just, relationship with Greek life in general. I, I joined a frat, um, and it ended up not working out. <laughs> and I met some cool guys from it, and it was fine. But, I don't know. My frat was, like, whatever, but, I don't know. I, I've heard so much shit so much negative shit about fraternities um and when i <laughs> hear you talk about your fraternity and all of the guy and all of the things you guys like accomplished like i don't know it seems to me like everything a fraternity should be like <laughs> you join up to group to group up and just like fuck shit up and like i'll be really successful um instead of just like and yeah and you can have a good time while you're fucking shit up and being successful um, and, and you guys did, uh, but yeah, it's, it's so much better than just some of the horror stories you hear about fraternities. Um, so I feel like it's, yeah, it's good and important to talk about it because there are They'll definitely all it to this day and I
2: plan on being involved until I can't no more, you know? Yeah. I yeah, think it's just it's, that's something awesome.
0: that's for life for me. Um, and then you graduated and you gave a pretty kick-ass speech, um, thank you. at the graduation. Thank you. Which, which was fun. Probably my proudest moment at
2: college. Yeah, being able to do that in front of my family and friends.
0: Yeah, it was a really, it was a really cool moment for sure. Um, Very happy to see it in person, considering I didn't have my own graduation. Um, (laughs) Which like I got lucky. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Um, but I don't know. The one graduation I did get to attend was was yours, so (laughs) that was pretty cool. Um, that was awesome seeing you there. Yeah, and then uh, so then graduation happens and you go right into right into your grad school program. Um, Literally so a month later. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're rolling. Um, what is so? How long are you in it for? So. To get my
2: doctorate, I probably need another two to two and a half years. The timeline's not exactly set in stone yet. It really depends on how I progress on the dissertation portion of it, which is basically, you know, my research projects. I have to present those and what I did and then defend their validity to an audience of, you know, professors, professors that make up my committee. Students and that type of stuff. So it's a pretty daunting event to mm-hmm. finish up your PhD because that is like that's it. That dissertation with your projects, like that is your. Those are your projects, and it's just you out there by yourself, no one backing you up, defending them, and people try to come at them. They try to say, "Well, that doesn't make sense because of that," and they'll, they'll they'll make stuff up and they'll be extra extra picky about things to try to throw you off. Try to. You know, but you have to stand up there and you got to defend it. It's pretty much what I what I can tell you.
0: That seems like it's going good. And the girlfriend, um, what's her name? Her name's Jessica. Jessica. Jessica Rubio. Jessica Rubio. Um, how'd you meet her? Through Greek life, actually. Greek life. Um,
2: she's in a sorority from another school, Washburn University in Topeka, Kansas, which is uh-huh. about an hour away from where we are. And so, you know, being in Greek life, in the same region met up at different events we'd run into each other and so it's funny the first time i met her was i didn't really look at her because it was like it was like i just got a message saying hey some girl needs help she's locked out of her car
0: huh
2: and so i said like, oh, when i have triple <laughs> I can like, she can't get home you know she's stuck here in town she has nowhere to stay it's, like, winter, too. It's cold outside. So I just, like, go to you know the bar district where we went to. Her car was uh-huh. there, and she couldn't get in because her keys locked in there. So I just go, call my AAA, say, hey, can you come unlock this uh, Honda CRV?" And then that was it. I just did that. And I'm like, all right, it's going to come in, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> Glad I could help you. So that was, like, the first time I met her. I didn't even get her name. I, ca- I did get her name, but I didn't remember. And uh-huh. then... Like, the following summer, one of my brothers from my fraternity, uh, he had a birthday party. And his girlfriend hosted the birthday party at her house. And so, you know, fraternity guys sort of go. They're going to invite their groups of friends together. And then they're going to commingle. Right. And so, you know, he invites me and his girlfriend invites her. And we meet up again. And then th- that was the moment where I think like we've started like seeing each other.
0: Yeah. A little bit differently. Well, that seems like yeah. That seems like such a good I don't know. That's such a good origin it's story. <laughs> it's, organic, it's very sure organic like and like it. it's like such a good like oh, here's this guy who like was so nice to me that night <laughs> and I worked out and then just so happened to so, like working out.
2: And so going back to that, she's like I owe you like a drink for helping me out that night yeah and so the plan with that is like i don't know we're gonna hang out like a group again like that and she'll just get me a drink but then that never happened and so i guess you know we just decided to do it just her and i it wasn't supposed yeah. to be a date but it was just her and i hanging uh-huh. out but you know that <laughs> kind of just escalated out. from there and now we're dating we will be three months what? next week
0: awesome and, and do you, is, yeah. would you say this is, like, your first, like, long relationship, or did you date much in college? So, in college, I would say I had two
2: other love interests. Uh-huh. Um, one that was for, like, two years, actually, although... it oh, okay. I was kind of on and off. Yeah. And then one around, I guess, my senior year, but I uh, was, I was... That was just dumb. That was just me, just being, yeah. like, I'm, um, like, you know, wanting something, and then it right. just, she was, she was not, just not a match at all. It's just me yeah. trying to, like, see, like, yeah, you know, let's see how this goes, and it just didn't go at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is like the first one where, like, all those stupid love songs that you always hear, yeah, they're starting, yeah. they're starting to make sense
0: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, dude, that's awesome. wait a second. I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. I'm hoping that happens for me sometime, <laughs> because I, I ju- just have just kind of realized that I'm I'm very over the uh, the apps. I think I'm I think I'm fucking out on them. <laughs> I just <laughs> got I just got my heart broken by a hinge girl. So, <laughs> oh, so I'm uh I I'm I think I'm just gonna take a break from them a while and just hope that like with the vaccine and stuff. <laughs> i'll i'll just like meet someone in real life <laughs> uh
2: i've but, i've never used the apps so i can't uh-huh. say i can't say what that's like i'm sorry oh. that happened
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever Boogie job and rap is life where i'm from where i'm from a mod play where is he where i'm from where i'm from it'd be like run your coat black jupiter keeps a fat beats by the pack where i'm from Nappy hair is life. We be Vita marks where I'm from. The kids be rocking clocks where I'm from. You turn around your cap. You Shit. Up, you I know. just said <laughs> that um, we're going to start talking about fun stuff. But I really did want to bring up at some point um, your accident. Um, and just oh. kind of like the effects that kind of had on you. Because that was that was a big deal. And that was something that scared me a lot. And a lot of the boys. So... you wouldn't mind talking about that a bit
2: so uh got in a pretty bad car accident during it i thought i was gonna die no joke like i was ready for just i don't know it to just cut the black and whatever happens next happens next right um but um so what happened was i got rear-ended by a guy driving a ford f350 diesel truck Mm -hmm. so that is no small vehicle Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he just doesn't get over it. He's changing lanes in time, and he just hits the back of my car. My car actually spins out, rolls over onto an exit. Um, The car gets totaled. I'm inside the car driving back to school. Um, As it's happening, it's just like there was no pain. It was just, like, warm in a way. And, like, it was just a blur. Like, I just see, like, windshield shattering in front of me. And I just, you know, whiplash and everything. I just don't know what – I just – I knew what happened. I didn't know what was going to mm-hmm. happen. I had no control over the situation. Right. But uh, I guess the car just stopped rolling. It actually landed on its mm-hmm. tires. But um, it was facing the opposite direction of where I was driving. That's how bad it right. was. Um, but thankfully, I landed like on an exit, and it's crazy because getting to that exit, there's just like hills, like sloped. So if I would have fallen down one of those hills, oh man, I don't even want to think about what would happen. But just perfect yeah. timing of, yeah. I guess, perfect timing for an awful situation. He hit me in a point where I could land somewhere safely, and I just remember thinking as the spinning stopped happening, like, whoa, oh, I didn't die. <laughs> And so I was like, I'm still alive. And so I'm just sitting there shocked. And then people come to help me and I can't open my door. So I climbed through the shattered windshield and pretty much went to the hospital. Nothing was wrong with me. I escaped no injuries, just a big bruise on my arm. And Uh I was like, this is this accident was enough to kill multiple people. And I escaped no injury. So I was very blessed about that um right I would uh, I always like to always say that's the moment where I actually kind of became an adult because yeah you know that's just reality check right there and then just all the things that came after it
0: yeah it was kind of like in that middle of college time right
2: sophomore year yeah so I was barely just a 20 year old at that point like I had just right graduated from my teen years and 20s you know and Uh so my dad actually told me on a phone call because i was just like freaking out he told me he like i was talking to my mom and then he just like kind of took the phone from her as we're dealing with the situation and he told me listen you're an adult now like this is we can't really do anything for you because you know dealing with insurance and all that like after you're 18 you gotta start doing that on your own because they won't talk to your parents right and so my dad telling me that just straight up being honest with me also was like a paradigm shift It kind of opened up my a new perspective that said you know he's right I need to start maturing and learning how to deal with situations that like throws at you like this and this is very extreme but dealing with a moment to that severity of that magnitude really helped me mature a lot and um, I'm able to deal with a lot of adversity and stuff now because of that so Am I thankful for the accident? No, because I almost died. But mm-hmm. I am glad that I was able to survive it and yeah, use that moment in life to kind of become a better person.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all part. It's all part of the story. Um, thank you for sharing. That's yeah. I mean, I remember seeing the picture and just like. Losing it for a second, I was just like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> like, thank God he's alive. Like, that's like, it was it, was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad uh, glad you're able to spin a positive out of, out of it. Um, and would you say like you're still dealing with trauma at all? Like, is it tough to drive, or are you kind of over I did,
2: that? I did for about a year. For a year, it was mm-hmm. absolutely miserable to drive, absolutely mm-hmm. horrifying. <laughs> actually, I mean, I drove like a week after the accident because I was like, "I need to go, I need to go." <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need to go to work. So, I drove my roommate's car because mine obviously got destroyed. Right. Um, and so actually, what it it didn't I didn't get normal until I started traveling to other states. I had to drive to other states, Mm -hmm. you know, drive home, drive to Oklahoma for the fraternity because we have chapters in our region there, so we'd have to go travel there for regional events. And one of my, I guess my brothers that I pledged with, I would always drive with him. He drove like a freaking maniac. This guy was like swerving in between traffic. He's driving like 10, 15 miles over the speed limit. And I'm just freaking out in the passenger seat like, hey, man, chill out. (laughs) And then, um, I don't know, I guess just seeing him do that and then you know us getting there safely that kind of eased me a little bit and then just continuing the drive you know time heals a lot of things and that's one of them so Mm -hmm. i uh i was traumatized for about a year (laughs) driving like dude i hated driving that's why Mm -hmm. i would always like you guys be like who wants to drive us to like this and i would always like just kind of like walk away from the group so you guys wouldn't like volunteer me and uh you know, it's no one else's problem, it was my problem, and um I found a way to deal with it, mm-hmm. cope with it, and so again, man, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So <laughs> It's facts, man. I was it's... for sure traumatized for a while, but I'm good now.
0: Nice. Uh when did you first hear um Tribe Called Quest? Elementary school. Very young. Like very, very young. From your Got brother?
2: Up. Oh yeah, my brother and I would listen to well. I would just be in the room, but he would listen to a lot of like uh-huh. rap and hip hop. And I just, yeah. I was like, this is dope. Like the, the beats were going uh-huh. crazy. And like, he was rapping to it and he was like, you know, he was confident and he had swag. And I was just like, that's awesome. I want to be like uh-huh. that. So that's what got me into that. And I didn't start listening to them until like thoroughly until I got to middle school. Uh, I got the Pandora app on my phone uh-huh just put on that station and i kept hearing more songs from them that i'd never heard they were honestly the the music group that got me into music like i didn't listen to a lot of music elementary school but once i got to middle school you know i was like i was missing something in my life and it was those those sounds those melodies (laughs) songs to (laughs) fill the emotional void
0: i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah i think um i mean i think of our our two biggest like bonding factors over the years have been Trap Call Quest and the White Sox. Um, <laughs> many many car rides of listening to Trap Call Quest. Trap Call um,
2: Quest, man, that's a part of me. And, <laughs> a part of me.
0: And um, yeah, and it all it all culminated with a with a pretty kick ass concert. Um, Rest in peace, we were, Five. Wish he was <laughs> there. But. R I P. Five would have been so much better if he was there, but um, it was it was a pretty electric night. Um, you, was, you like high fived uh, Q tip? No, he gave <laughs> me the mic and put the mic in your face, uh,
2: part of. Yeah. I forget the name of the song. Is it We the People? Yeah. 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 I was damn. just singing along, and he's like, "Hey, he's going kind of hard," and he gives you the mic <laughs> for like three seconds. But I mean, I'm still going. He still gave
0: it to me. <laughs> yeah, that was, damn. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Um, yeah, especially with vaccinations getting rolled out I just got my first vax um a couple of That's, days ago yes I got mine about so, a week ago nice so we'll, we'll both be fully vaxed um by the end of April um which is pretty surreal it's all happening pretty fast um <laughs> are there other things you're looking forward to doing um in the post-vax life
2: so the week after I get my booster shot like literally a week later I am flying to South Padre Island in Texas. <laughs> because um Hell yeah. One of my boys in K State graduated, he lives in Texas now. One of his family friends has a condo on the beach that they're just letting him use for free for a week. And so he's like, Hey guys, this week, let's go, <laughs> let's go to the beach. Like spring break. <laughs> and, um, you know, so oh, we're, yeah. we're going to go. I'm going like April 30th yeah. like, for like four days. We're going to go on the beach. All the boys that graduated. So we're all like in different places right now. But that's uh-huh. so we're all going to meet up again. Dude, um, that'll be awesome. I'll be honest. <laughs> I committed to it before I even got my first shot of the vaccine. Had no idea my booster would be. Right. But the it's worked perfect. But that's how life works, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you're. Uh, so it's a week after you get it? You're going? Yeah, exactly. So hopefully, that will that should be enough time to, like, recover from it. Because I've heard that it oh. kind of knocks you out for a couple of days. Yeah, I don't
2: know about you, but when I got that first shot, my lo- the arm I got it on was dead for, like, 24 hours. Like, it just...
0: Yeah. <laughs> <move> it. <laughs> yeah. Just couldn't move it. Glad it wasn't me. Um, just me. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to bring up... Uh, yeah, in the last... When I brought up Tribe, I was going to bring up, like... Do you have a favorite... Uh, hip-hop album do you have one that comes to mind as like the one you've listened to the most or have, has given you the strongest uh emotional impact
2: got to be midnight marauders it just has to be uh-huh it has yeah. to be midnight marauders <laughs> i like low-end theory but i like mm-hmm. tracks i don't necessarily like the whole album midnight marauders yeah. i can listen to start to finish without any problem yeah no so. skips yeah yeah
0: for sure yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a fucking great one um i i still like years later It kind of got me through college now that i'm looking back on it really that that's kind of how i was in high school (laughs) uh, yeah well i was gonna say i was gonna bring up an album uh the the fucking um the uh diggable planets record oh yes i forget what it's called (laughs) it's shitty that i don't know the name of my favorite hip-hop album but it's like it's like a long name (laughs) I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Reaching a new refutation of time and space. Very good. (laughs) That is good. Uh, Uh, Yeah.
2: uh, Yeah. That's a good album. I respect you for that one. Mm -hmm.
0: Good. Yeah. I mean, blends the jazz and the the beats and the the samples so well. That's great. Um. So yeah, '90s hip hop fire. Still listening. That's always been listening at all time. A big, (laughs) big mutual interest of ours. Um that I, I thought I would bring up. Um, uh, like, I wanted to ask how's Jimena doing and what it's like seeing her kind of grow up. Because how old is she at this point? She is six years old, so... Six years old.
2: Yeah, so my parents had another kid when I was a senior in high school. So I'm 17 mm-hmm. years older than her. Very interesting situation. But, um, yeah. you know, Jimena... is awesome, man think about her all the time mm-hmm. i'll find myself just pulling up pictures of her just to remember how she looks not remember how she looks <laughs> but just to get like that feel back when i'm with yeah. her because my yeah. little sister you know i love her a lot um
0: yeah
2: i don't you know being in kansas as she's going through life her childhood is something that's not exactly i wish it was different i wish i could be closer mm-hmm. so i could see her more mm-hmm. so every time i see her man she's growing up every time and she's talking and she just keeps growing Mm -hmm. man it's great it's just yeah she's growing up so fast she's gonna be six (laughs) yeah it's crazy i remember i remember when it happened like pretty she's um, been a baby but now she's finally becoming her own person so i'm just excited to see what that's gonna be like like this is a whole new (laughs) yeah
0: that's so cool how is uh how are your parents doing with it are they enjoying raising her yeah
2: I think um, <laughs> they're kind of glad because my brother and I got out of the yeah. house. And so, you know, they would have right. bored. So they're just like, eh, she's a S- joy like to life. In her. <laughs> like, obviously, she's, she's a she's a, she's a very fussy girl. She's a drama queen. <laughs> and she likes to, she's kind of mm-hmm. spoiled. So she likes to get away and that can drain them a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's all love, you know? And so, yeah, she's a spark in all of our lives, I'd say, especially theirs.
0: Because you know mm-hmm. it's a little girl. They had two
2: sons. Now they have a the little girl, so yeah, keeps them going. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Cool man. Um, well, anything, anything new in your life? Any new hobbies? Anything you've been watching or listening to?
2: So I've actually been starting to go to the gym once the new year kind of started um, oh yeah new the
0: year, third g good the, uh, good full circle
2: yes 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 <clears throat> so i've been doing that with another guy who i'm in graduate school with and then one of my fraternity brothers he just hops in with us and so mm-hmm. you know I, I just i was physically i wasn't feeling myself i was like you know i would work out a lot in my teenage years but as i got to college that part of me just went away because I was focusing on other things and you know I achieved those things already mm-hmm. you know at a point in my life where those accomplishments have been done so it's time for me to start focusing on myself a little bit so I've been going to the gym that's kind of my new hobby I picked up I go about four to five times a week my ultimate goal mm-hmm. is to gain weight with it like healthy weight uh, right now I'm around 180 pounds I've never been 180 pounds in my mm-hmm. life I've always been a pretty thin dude but um huh that, that's you know, I'm seeing the results; they're very tangible. So
0: yeah, you look, yeah. you look, you look good, man. I care. I, mean, I, I mean, it's just via Zoom, so I can't really <laughs> tell. But <laughs> you look, Thank you. you're looking good. Thank you. I'm still nice. Yeah,
2: involved with the fraternity. Um, as an alumnus, a, a young alumnus, I kind of am part of the regional board for our region, so I oversee some things. Uh huh. Help
0: them out adv- give them advice. Yeah. You're going to say something. And then, uh, and what do you normally do with uh, your girlfriend? With Jessica, yeah. So her and I,
2: her and I like similar things. Um, Mm -hmm. So she likes to, I guess how we, the first thing we did was we got a drink. She is Mm -hmm. a girl that likes beer, Get you a girl that likes beer because it makes everything so much better. (laughs) Um, I agree. So I like to go to the brewery a lot, and, Mm -hmm. you know, she has a crazy knowledge of, like, different types of beers. It's, like, it's huge. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning from her about just all that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, Her and I, you know, with COVID and everything, um, opportunities are limited. So, you know, we're only three months into the relationship. We're still learning about each other.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: so we'll spend time, like, in my apartment. Um, She lives with her parents, so I don't get to go see her as much. She usually comes to me. Right. Um, we're both, you know, she's in her last year undergrad. She'll graduate this May. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will, we'll do college stuff together. Like we'll study together or we'll watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Or, um, she's met a lot of my brothers here on campus. And, mm-hmm. you know, it instantly clicked. Like she's just the best, man. and like, Nice. I just, I can do anything with her. That's the thing. You ask, what can I do with, what do I do with her? And I'm like, I, I do pretty much my normal life. <laughs> and she'll be a part of it like she also dude i took her out disc golfing and she oh, you know nice. how girl you know how you take a girl disc golfing, she sucks dude yeah. she goes Doo! she throws that thing bro like, what <laughs> it's like okay. oh yeah i used to play bro I'm like, i found my wife yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> i like i think i found i think this might be the one you know like i know it's soon but like i don't i, I feel
0: comfortable hey with you, with if right you know now. you know that's yeah, yeah. i hope uh Hope, hope all the best for you there. But uh, awesome. I,
2: haven't, I haven't really told anyone, but, uh, you know, made some decisions, and I have a kid at the end of the year with her.
0: You're going to have a kid at the end of the year with her. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. April Fool's. <laughs> 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 that was really fucking good. I Dude, you kind of you got me there. I kind of, like, I, you did get me there. I did believe <laughs> you for a second, and I was... I was trying to figure out the reaction I should do. <laughs> so what about what about you John? Just anything new
2: going on in your life or
0: Dude just I don't know. I've, I feel like I've been a pretty pretty open book with this cast so far. I don't know how how much you've listened, but just a lot of listen old. a lot of working on a lot of working on this thing. Um a lot of a good amount of biking. Um I really hate the hills in New York. Uh, the hills give me nightmares. I've I've literally had nightmares about the hills before, um, <laughs> so I hate that. But how would you uh, how would you compare bike?
2: it to Chicago, like the city?
0: Uh, uh similar, but like I don't know. Like Chicago just is like a little more space. <laughs> yeah, which is nice. Everything in New York just seems very like cramped. Um, oh man, but I I'm a fan of it. Ever since I went to London my sophomore year, I've been like (coughs) obsessed with the the idea of a metropolis. Like I think it's just fun, and I I enjoy it. Um, So I'm expecting to be in Chicago, New York, L.A. or London (laughs) in my 20s. Like I don't, I might switch around between them, Um, but. I definitely like that vibe and i think when i get a little older i might opt for some more land (laughs) um but for sure but yeah hobby wise yeah just doing that um i've been playing the bass a little bit which is fun the bass Um, and getting yeah getting my heart broken on hinge um Um, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so i'll probably like i don't know try dating again in the next couple weeks um but um but, yeah um all good i'm excited to go to the world series um when we make it in the fall and is that a prediction and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm i'm glad things are going well and it was so great catching up with you things are going awesome man sounds like you're doing well too yeah yeah so uh uh have a good one yeah man
2: thanks for having me on i was really excited if I gave a second to a second
1: thought I'd watch my youth slip right through my white eyes If I told you that I loved you That would be a guarantee That there's nothing or no one else for me Oh, I can't be in charge of breaking hearts That ain't a job, a girl, don't you Make a monster out of me Oh, I'm trying to try my best to write the words into phrases, phrases from all the phases, all for you. I'll keep living, you can stay, I don't mind the company, babe, just know I ain't old enough to say that what I have is what's ahead. Oh, you're the one, until I'm dead, I'll kiss your lips and I'll bless your brain. I'm a Jolly Roger, darling Dodger Bane